Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. When I became a foster parent, I just so desperately wanted to do it in a way that was really informed by scripture, that was really about God's glory and the good of the kids and families I was serving. And to be honest, I felt a little bit lost. Like I knew that God's word spoke to every part of my life. And so I was coming with that confidence, but I wasn't seeing exactly how it did because the words foster care aren't in the Bible and it wasn't being preached to me because the the pastors and teachers that I was listening to weren't foster parents. There are many burdens that could come along with being a foster parent, feeling depleted, alone, and discouraged. But today's guest is bringing encouragement, hope, and practical help. We're joined today by Jamie Finn. She is the executive director of Foster the Family. She's also just released a new book by that same title, Foster the Family, Encouragement, Hope, and Practical Help for the Christian Foster Parent. Today on Connections, she's going to share a little bit about her own journey and things that have helped her along the way. We're joined today by Jamie Finn. She's the executive director of Foster the Family, the host of the Real Mom podcast, the founder and owner of Goods and Better, and a sought-after speaker for retreats, conferences, and events for foster and adoptive parents. At any given moment, Jamie is the mother to four to six children, including her two biological children and two children adopted through foster care. Tell us a little bit about Foster the Family and why you decided to put this book together. Yeah, so Foster the Family was built born out of my experience as a foster parent. And when I became a foster parent, I just so desperately wanted to do it in a way that was really informed by scripture that was really about God's glory and Mm -hmm. the good of the kids and families I was serving. And to be honest, I felt a little bit lost. Like I knew that God's word spoke to every part of my life. And so I was coming with that confidence, but I wasn't seeing exactly how it did because the words foster care aren't in the Bible and it wasn't being preached to me because the the pastors and teachers that I was listening to weren't foster parents. And so it really led me to a beautiful place of having to go to God's word on my own and having to really seek for what he said about this journey. And he was so faithful to show me what, what he says about this. And that was really what I ended up writing about. I find that really interesting. Like, we know that the Bible talks about widows and orphans, but I feel even that, like we don't really pay attention to that much anymore. I know as a preacher, I don't preach on that very often. Sure. What, what did you discover as you dove into scripture and, and what came to light for you for, for fostering specifically? Yeah, I felt like God's word is just so rich with so many truths about loving people, about trusting him. So for example, one of the hard parts of foster care is sending our kids on visits with biological family. So children can be scared. It can be really hard for them. They can come home and have really challenging behaviors. And so I'm like, okay, God, I know that your word speaks to this. I'm confident of that because your words speaks to every part of life, but what does it say to this? And 
in his word, he showed me beautiful truths about entrusting our children to him, that he is always with them, that he is able to comfort them miraculously, even without words when we're not there, that he is always for them, that he is doing something good in them. And it was things like that, that as I was wrestling with the hard parts of this and going to God's word, he was really revealing beautiful truths that are so applicable to all the hard parts of foster care. And like you said, you know, that's kind of the verse that we throw around the widows and orphans and okay, we, you know, donate some money and all of that. And I think what I wasn't understanding when I first came into foster care was that God's heart is for the orphan but it's also for the family. And that's Mm. really what foster care is about. Foster care is about the whole family unit and a family that is struggling parents who are in bondage to trauma or addiction or sin that we get to be a part of this family being healed and whole again. And that is at the heart of the whole Bible that is at the heart of the gospel. It's not just about taking care of orphans. It's about being a part of God's work to bring wholeness and healing in this earth. And that is what foster care is about. It's about the whole family being brought back together again in healing. So I I was so overwhelmed with all the ways that God's word spoke directly to this. And I felt so grateful that he allowed me to feel a little bit lost so that it threw threw me into his word so that I could find him and truths there. That's a great perspective and a different way to look at things because every time I think of foster care, I think for myself, if I were to ever become a foster parent, all I'd want to do is adopt all these children. And you can't always do that. How did you get past that point uh, in, in your foster journey? Yeah. So that is such a natural way to look at it because when you are parenting a kiddo and they are just so precious and you love them so deeply, you are all in. And so it's easy to jump into, wow, I want to love you forever. And I want to protect you and keep you in our family forever. But there are a couple of things. One is that it is such a beautiful privilege to be a part of a family being brought back together again. And we need to be constantly as foster parents realigning our hearts to that mission, because the reality is that that is what foster care is about. Foster care is primarily about a family being brought back together. So a lot of foster parents get frustrated and disillusioned and angry. And it's because too many of us are jumping into a system that is meant to function in one way, which is for reunification. And we're coming with an expectation for something completely different for adoption. And so Mm -hmm. adoption is something that happens once it's been very clear that a parent is not able to care for their child forever. But as much as I don't believe that adoption is second best, I believe that God perfectly plans uh, forever families in adoption. It really 
is the result of, of brokenness. It really is the result of something going so wrong. And it's something that should be grieved. And I didn't understand that when I first became a foster parent, I thought that adoption was best case scenario. But what I've learned is that the family was created by God, which means it's sacred to him, which means he loves it and wants it to be together and whole. And when our hearts are aligned to God's heart, then it should be wanting what he wants, which is healing and wholeness in families. And so it's not easy. It's, it's very natural to want to keep every kid, but I believe that God can give us the supernatural grace to really be aligned with his heart for the family. I'm loving this. I've never thought about the like the theology of fostering before, sure. right? But like, what a great perspective if we all people that foster went into that with the perspective of I'm going to be a part of not only bringing wholeness to this child's life, but to an entire family's life of redemption and reconciliation. That's pretty incredible. Um, Also going into it, I think one thing that holds people back is we all, well, you probably are very aware of all the excuses, right? The fears and uh, (laughs) whether it's like, oh, I don't know if I could go through falling in love with these kids and having them taken away or I'm scared what might happen to my own family if I foster. Sure, sure. What fears did you have? What do you say to people that are facing those fears but really do feel a call to foster? Yeah, all the fears. Every one <laughs> of them that you could list, I had for sure. And and I still struggle with fear. I mean, it is scary to jump into a broken system with broken families and to see how it affects those that you love. It certainly is scary. I have had to wrestle with a lot of different fears that have led me to deeper trust God. And I think as people feel like, I don't know if I could do this because it's so scary and hard. I think, you know, we see in scripture over and over this, this call to embrace our weakness, to glory in our weakness, to um, enjoy suffering, to see, you know, all of these really countercultural upside down sort of ways of thinking about hard things that God's word talks about the things that are hard as being the things that build in us perseverance and character and hope, the things that build in us a deeper faith and love for him. And so I think that when we trust that anything that happens to us is something that God is using for us to do something in us, then it really helps to find peace in the middle of hard things. And I love that you know, we hear God say over and over in his word, fear not, fear not, fear not. Mm. And the first time that I was wrestling with these fears, I was like, you know, just saying fear not is not helpful. It doesn't help me to just hear this command. (laughs) (laughs) And so I started digging into these commands more and saw that every time 
that God or someone on his behalf uses these words, fear not, attached to those words are really bold claims about God's character or a really beautiful promise from him. So fear not, this like command to fear not is always followed by some beautiful truth about why we don't have to fear. And I believe that, that there are lots of reasons to be afraid, but he tells us to fear not because we don't have to be afraid because he has beautiful promises that can carry us through the scary things. Where do most foster parents meet defeat? I've heard you say quite a few times in this interview, hard things because it's not an easy journey. So where do most foster parents meet defeat? I think most foster parents think that they're going to meet defeat in their heart. They're going to fall in love, get their heart broken, and that that will be too much for them. But what I've come to learn as a foster parent for eight years now is that defeat happens in our minds, that we think that we're going to love too much And our hearts are going to be too broken, but the problem isn't in our hearts. The problem is in our thinking. And, you know, we use that verse about guarding your heart. We just kind of throw that around like, well, I have to guard my heart, guard my heart. But that verse in context is all about your thinking. It's about you know, the, the words that, that surround that verse are understanding and, and belief and thinking. And really it's about guarding our minds and it's never a problem to love a kid too much. The problem comes in when we start planning the future with a child that isn't promised the future with us. When we start worrying about what will happen when they return home, when we start judging their biological parents for the struggles that they've experienced, that is where the real battle for foster parenting is, is in our minds. I want to backtrack a little bit because we really didn't talk about this, but what led you to foster care like right off the hop in the beginning? Sure. I read a book by David Platt called Radical. And that book is not recommended if you want to keep living (laughs) just like an average happy life. And I read that book and was just set on fire of we need to be doing something for the glory of God and the good of others. And we were pretty settled into our average middle-class life. And so it wasn't going to be you know, we're going to move overseas or we're going to do this. It was, okay, what does it look like for us to use our life, our home, our hearts, our family unit that's already built here to use that as a home base for mission, to use it as a place where we can invite people into our lives and hearts. And so I went to my husband and my husband immediately panicked and (laughs) wanted to say no. And I've learned since that that is the experience of almost every couple that gets involved in foster parenting, especially with the dad side. But he is really a man of conviction. And so while I was driven by passion. I was driven by enthusiasm. He was driven by conviction and just felt deeply that God did have a call on every Christian to care for the widow and orphan and that we needed to be figuring out 
what that looked for us, looked like for us. And I don't believe that every Christian is meant to become a foster parent or adopt, but I do believe that every Christian should be stepping out to love and serve, provide for, care for vulnerable and orphaned children. And so we went on this journey of like, okay, what do we do? Are we, should we adopt? Should we get involved in a nonprofit? And, and foster care came on our radar. And as soon as it was there, I was consumed with the idea that these are kids on my street. These are kids who go to my kids' schools, but have vastly different experiences and need protection and their parents need support. And so once that was there, it was not unlodged from my heart and brain. (laughs) Stereotypically, when it comes to foster care um, and children in foster care, like I grew up in foster care, but by hearing your story, I'm thinking like, we as Christians can be that person that can change their lives and have that beautiful story moving forward as opposed to all these other stories that we're hearing. Oh, foster care was horrible. It was a horrible time in my life. And it's something as simple as, as you opening up your home and caring for this child that could lead them down a path of success. Yeah. It's a privilege to be able to enter a child's and family's story like that. And I think I simplified foster care to, they come into our home, we heal them, we love them, and then we send them back off. And what I realized is that so much more about us jumping into the stories of a kid and family and looking for the ways that we can be a support to the family unit. And as we've done that, like you're saying, we have just experienced the great joy of getting to be a part of God's work in healing these families. Tell us about Foster the Family. Who should be reading this book and how can we find it and uh, also find you online and keep up with the things that you're doing? Sure. So Foster the Family is primarily a book for Christian foster parents, but it's been really cool for me to hear from uh, someone just reached out the other day who said, I'm not a Christian. I'm not religious. And I still give this book five stars. That was super encouraging. And I think the other thing I've loved to see is the friends and family of foster parents reaching out to me and saying, I'm able to understand my child who's fostering or the people in my church, pastors saying, I'm able to see the families in my church who are fostering and know how to serve them and speak truth to them. So it's been so encouraging to see like, yeah, this is a book for Christian foster parents, but God is using it in different ways. So the book is available on Amazon, obviously, fosterthefamilybook.com. And you can follow me where I talk about foster care and faith and really just open our lives and our family and my heart on Instagram and Facebook at Foster the Family Blog. You've really got me thinking uh, in new ways here. I'm excited to dig into the theology of fostering a little bit. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great to chat. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.